This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Have you changed your mind about who you're going to vote for in the June 7th provincial election? 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740. Still over two months to go until the Ontario election and Kathleen Wynne's bevy of spending announcements may be having an effect on voters. The most recent poll by Forum Research, which you like heard about here on Zoomer Radio News over the weekend, shows the Liberals are gaining ground on the progressive Conservatives, to the point where the Doug Ford PCs would form a minority government with 36% voters' support, to the Liberals' 29% support, and the New Democrats at 26%. At one point, not too far in the recent past, Doug Ford's conservatives would have won a majority government with 44 percent support. So a big difference from last time. Let's go to Lauren Bozanoff of Forum Research to find out what's happening. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Jane. How are you? Very well, thanks. So what's uh, this is kind of a, a drastic change in, in the polling numbers. Well, it is. And it's really, you know, round one of this, um, you know, two month campaign that's coming up. It is the Liberals' big move. It's their budget, and um, of course they're hoping to have a big impact, and they have in fact had a big big impact. Um, We had them at the 22-23% range. They're up to 29 now, and the Tories were at 43, and we have them now at 36. So that's a 20-point gap reduced to a 7-point gap between the two parties. Now, would it be fair to say that the the Liberals have been very much in the news? Uh, Kathleen Wynne had been for many days in a row trotting out uh, spending announcements, so they've launched a salvo. Can we expect to see something similar from the PCs or the NDPs in the near future? Well, they're going to have to respond at some point. And, um, you know, Liberals are, are real pros at these policy announcements, and they still control the government, so they still have, you know, Queen's Park testing and developing uh, uh, additional policies. So I think on the Liberal side, we're going to hear more of that. Um, and the Tories are going to have to come up with their platform. They kind of rolled back their previous platform, the platform that Patrick Brown had brought out. They've rolled that back, but they're going to have to come up with a platform. When do you think, I mean, Doug Ford has been a bit cagey about this. We know that his advisors are working on a platform. What strategically would be the best time for him to to uh, explain and come forward with all of his election plans? Well, they're probably hoping to delay this as long as possible because as soon as their budget comes out, it will definitely be a target uh, for the Liberals. Um, so they're, they're probably not wanting to bring it out. On the other hand, the Liberals have already thrown down the gauntlet in terms of these policy announcements. And if the Tories don't, uh, you know, re- re- reply or react uh, 
in, in the not too distant future, they're going to look like they, they, don't, they don't have a platform. Right. That's what it's starting to feel like. Um, is Kathleen Wynne, has she been doing the right thing by going more progressive with her campaign? Is she effectively stealing the thunder from the New Democrats? Or, or do, will the New Democrats, I'm sure they're strategizing right now about how to deal with this, but they certainly have to trump all of her announcements in order to get the progressive vote. Well, you know what? We, we've definitely seen this show before. Four years ago, the, the you know, Kathleen Wynne, she, she out-NDP'd the NDP, and she's in the process of doing it again. Um, so we'll see. You know, the, the NDP are sort of between a rock and a hard place now. They have to respond. They don't want to be too far out there and look to be too radical. But they didn't react enough last time, so they're probably thinking they need, it, they need to react now. All right. We're still more than two months out from the June 7th election. How are you feeling about the candidates and your party of choice? Your calls are welcome. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Alex in Toronto. Hi, Alex. Go ahead. Hi. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised by this. I'm also not surprised that it's Kathleen Wynne and her party that is uh, using our own money to try to buy our votes. Um, it, it, like I say, it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think they're going to probably win. And they may even get a majority again, all evidence to the contrary at this particular moment, notwithstanding, because I have zero confidence in the intellectual integrity of most of the voters in this province. And they don't, uh, I think too many people tend to vote with their hearts and not with their minds. And Doug Ford has a double whammy against him. Not only does he have to go pre- present a platform that is somehow going to match this and and be everything for everyone. But he also has a bit more of a problem with the media because, I mean, the long knives have been out for him since before he got this position, especially in the media, because he's not been too kind to them in the past. And the, 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 the establishment media, especially in this country, has a very long institutional memory, and um, they they relish retribution. Also, his politics are anathema. To, to most of the uh, mainstream media personalities that we have nowadays, I don't think that the uh, I don't even think that the Tories. Sadly, I'm going to vote for them. I'm not changing. I don't think they'll even get a, a minority government. I think it's going to be another win majority. Interesting. So, Alex, I'm just curious from the perspective of the media and of the reporters, what is it that our industry is doing that makes you feel like we are biased against Doug Ford? And I say well, we all, as, I a, as an umbrella. A re- I don't consider you to be a reporter. I consider you to be an op-ed person, which I have a lot more respect for. And, and I, you know, you can, it's your job to proffer opinions um, with the, the, the alleged media. The problem is we haven't had journalists in North America probably for a couple of decades now. We have reporters, which are, are people who bring their own biases into the reporting, tailor and... and uh, shift the stories to the narrative that they want to portray. And um, anyone, like I say again, I use this word a lot, anyone with any with intellectual integrity and the ability to sit back and examine things and take a look can, can see this. It's nuanced, but it's definitely there. The Trump derangement syndrome that a lot of the press have in the United States is slowly coming up here to become sort of a Ford derangement syndrome. All Baby steps and nowhere near... Um, as overt as they are in the States, but they're getting there. I appreciate your opinion. Thanks for calling in, Alex. Peace. 
416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Lauren Bozanoff on the line with us from Forum Research. Lauren, would it be possible, I mean, Alex is a PC voter, uh, he says he's not going to change his mind, but he uh, is expressing that skepticism that the tide may change in this province and most people may end up voting Liberal again after all. Well, you know what? The, the, the Liberals are, are really good campaigners, and um, they've pulled it out before. And, or, or you could say the Tories have, have blown it before in the last election, for example. So, um, you know, there's still the, the eight or, or nine weeks to go. We need to see how this is going to play out. Um, you know, Kathleen Wynne, it, you know, it, it's go big or go home, and she's really gone on the left. And, um, you know, Doug Ford's tendency, I think, is to lean right, and, and not just center-right, but right. And if, if he follows that tendency, he's going to create a huge vacuum in the center, um, which Kathleen Wynne may, may just occupy. Right, so there'll be a very distinct uh, choice, and maybe uh, the NDP will end up getting ruled out in the end, and it's going to be the right versus the left, the left being Kathleen Wynne, the right being Doug Ford. You know, these two choices between uh, Wynne and Ford couldn't be starker. And uh, so the question for the NDP will be, you know, can they survive a strategic voting wave? You, you can imagine, you know, we've been talking about the Liberals, talking about the, the Tories, but the New Democrats, can you imagine how their supporters are feeling the possibility that Doug Ford could be Premier? That is really going to motivate them. And they may either boost the the NDP activities or they may strategically vote Liberal now. Okay, phone lines are jammed. Let's go back to them. Simone in Parkdale, hi, you're up next on Zoomer Radio. Hi, thank you. If anybody thinks that uh, Kathleen Wynne's going to go through with all these plans she's made up, they've got something else coming. It'll end up like the insurance scheme. We all knew it was a stretch goal, she said. And this is what will happen again. There'll not not be any of these plans she's got coming up with will not be implemented fully. There'll be changes and changes once she's elected, if she's elected. And and, and why do you feel that, uh, and maybe you do or you don't, do you feel that Doug Ford and Andrea Horvath are are more genuine in in their promises and their goals? Well, Andrea Horvath is is, uh, to the left and... uh, um, of course, uh, Kathleen Wynne wins all, uh, steals all their their plans, so they're one of the same. Pretty well, one of the same. As far as Doug Ford's concerned, um, I think he needs to be. They have to come up with a policy that will be pretty well uh, satisfying, satisfying to everybody. Not promises, not promising the moon like uh, Trudeau or anything like that, but something that people can accept. Okay, Simone, I thank you for your call. Thank you. Let's go to Cheryl in Kingston. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for giving us a call. Thanks for having my call. Uh, My question is this. Um, First of all, I'm not voting for Kathleen or Doug. I can't make myself do it. I've never voted NDP in my life, but I think now I'm going to. But my question is this. Every day in the news, pretty well, I hear about Kathleen Wynne and and Doug Ford. But I don't hear anything about Andrea Horvath. Well, Andrea Horvath, she's been quiet lately, hasn't she, Lorne? Yeah, so that's well, either question. she's been quiet or the media is ignoring her. Well, no, Cheryl, let's, I want Lauren to weigh in on this because uh, watching this political election play out, she has been very quiet of late. She has been quiet, and um, really the, 
the Liberals continued to steal the, uh, the sort of the, the, the NDP's thunder in all of this with announcing these uh, these uh, programs. And and I have to say that the some of these elements in the in the budget um, are extremely popular. Like the investment in healthcare has a 50, it has a seventy four percent approval rating. Something very difficult for. Doug Ford to attack because everyone feels there's overcrowding in the hospitals, but also very hard for Andrew Horvath to trump because somehow the liberals have got there first and, and the NDP are in a position now having a me too strategy where yes, they're also going to invest in this and yes, they're going to do this and that. They're going to end up repeating basically the liberal platform, but liberals have already got there. And you say uh, in this last poll that the budget is not super popular with the people you surveyed, but the individual components within the budget are hugely popular. They're huge, and they target different individuals. So you've got the free free drugs for seniors, people over 65, and and that's a heavily voting group. That's the group that votes the most. Um, You've got the, the free daycare. You've got the hospital stuff that I alluded to. They really touch a lot of people uh, with, with, with this platform. Let's go back to the phones. Joyce in Scarborough. Hi, Joyce. You're on Zoomer oh, Radio. Hi, Jane. Um, okay, this word free, uh, don't people realize it's taxpayers' money? And she didn't deliver before this time, and she's not going to. She'll make uh, all these excuses or dig with backhoes deeper and deeper in, into the billion-dollar deficit. Like, wh- like anybody that uh, can budget doesn't uh, go to a grocery store with no money. Uh, but Kathleen Wynne, that's what she's doing. And I, I'm scared as old, old get-out that uh, people will be duped like they were last time. She didn't do anything in 15 years. Where was the dental? Where was all these free? And guess what? People, please understand, nothing's free. We're, um, what's our deficit now? All she'll do is dig us deeper in the hole. Joyce, thank you for calling. Thank you. Let's go to George in Toronto. Hi, George, you're next. Yes, very good. Thank you very much for taking my call. I think in in terms of strategy here, I, I think the PCs are making a, a very serious mistake by not coming out with a program. I've never seen such a high interest in, in, in an election here in Ontario. I, I sound young, as I say to everybody, but I'm really very old. And everybody's waiting and listening. And, and I, I have to give the, the Liberals credit for getting out there with, with a policy and getting out there with a program. I agree we haven't heard from Andrea Horvat, but... I, we're running out of time, and, and, and it's a serious mistake. You know, there's the old phrase, that the devil you know for the devil you don't know. I do not believe the people of Ontario are going to vote for the darkness. And if somebody doesn't, if the PCs don't get out there with some sort of a plan that people can sink their teeth in, that this, this Liberal Party is going to go on and on and on and on. And, and, and she's a fierce competitor and a fierce campaigner. And, and already the, the gap is closing, as you can see from the poll this morning. Uh, I'll bet you within within two weeks it's going to be a dead heat. And uh, it, it doesn't matter how I vote, but, but I can tell you it's a very serious mistake, this strategy. I mean, they, they moved Brown out when he had a program. People want to see something from the PCs. They're not seeing it. 
And I think it's having a very serious effect on how this election is going to go. I think it's a liberal majority. George, thanks for your call. Lauren, comment on, on what George is expressing there about the PCs and the waiting and, and where we're at in this campaign. I mean, he's saying we're running out of time, but in terms of Ontario election campaigns, we still do have a lot of time left. Yep, it's only it's only round one in a 10-round uh, race or all that, but... You know, a couple of points in terms of what the caller was mentioning. Um, the Tories have to come up with a platform, and they also have to prosecute the case against the Liberals. The Liberals are the ones with the baggage, 15 years of baggage now. Um, and, and some of your callers have been, have been sort of hinting at what some of those, you know, issues have been over the years. Um, Doug Ford's got to remind everybody, but all those issues that are, are, are now out there. Let's go to Stephen in Parkdale. Stephen, hi. Thanks for calling Fight Back. Hi, how are you doing today? Fine, thanks. That's good. Well, actually, I hear people saying uh, Doug Ford doesn't have any policies. Uh, I, I will salute the man, actually. I, I thought he uh, was also behind uh, in supporting uh, Pharmacare and that he was uh, saying no taxes on people earning less than $30,000. I think, uh, to his credit, uh, I perceive Doug Ford as a Mike Harris clone, but he's seeming to be uh, far more p- progressive than that. And as far as um, Catherine Wynne, I, I don't understand how she can, you know, she can be making all these promises, but the credibility gap that she has with people, I don't know how they can uh, be, you know, how many times this one for you before you say enough. And Andrea, poor good lady, I don't know, maybe she's got to undo her top three buttons or whatever to get attention. But to say it suggests that she has to move to the further left than Catherine Wynne, no, you have to spend the people's money responsibly and provide them services with that money that you spend. Well, luckily, all three uh, potential leaders are keeping their shirts buttoned up <laughs> as we head towards the election. Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Now, I'm wondering, Lauren, Lauren Bozanoff on the line with us from Forum Research, how much do the scandals of the former Liberal government under Dalton McGuinty play into how voters feel about the Kathleen Wynne Liberals? Well, you know what? It's always uh, there's always two things. There's always the the the, the previous the track record of the party in power, which we've been talking about, and and um, what's going to happen in the future. The liberals do not want to talk about the past, um, and they want to focus on the future. That's why they've come out early with their budget right at the beginning of the campaign, with all these promises. And the thing about these these promises is, it looks like Doug Ford's not going to match those promises. So. You know, if, if, if you want the, the free seniors' drugs or whatever, you have to vote with Kathleen Wynne whether you, you like her or not. You, you kind of have no choice. Patrick Brown had a different strategy. He was kind of sort of shadowing Kathleen Wynne. So when she went to a $14 minimum wage, wage the, the Tories are right there, going to give you the same thing. And, and because of that, I think he kept the Tories high in the polls because he was showing you can have all these great promises, and you can get rid of Kathleen Wynne because I'm going to give them to you. We don't have that choice now because Doug Ford's not going to be uh, making those same promises. All right, just a couple more calls to go, and then I want to talk about the Blue Jays and their opening weekend. Let's go to Len in Mississauga. Go ahead, Len. Uh, yes, I would like to make a comment on, uh, on the Liberal Party. On the 24th of March, I took a heart attack, and 
I went in the hospital, and I had great treatment. I can't say anything wrong about them. Well, that, thank you for, for sharing that with us. I'm glad your experience was positive. Let's go to Sandra in Toronto. Hi, Sandra. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hi, Jane. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Real Pleasure. quickly, uh, with, with the, uh, the Liberals, I mean, the Liberals are doing the same thing that Trudeau did when he first uh, ran for Prime Minister. I mean, all the promises come into effect after the fact. I mean, if you look at the budget, it's two years after that they will get, or the seniors will get back 80% of their prescription and uh, dental fees or whatever else uh, SUSA put in there. And also with, with Doug uh, Ford, he's coming in with a heck of a lot of baggage and no clear uh, sight. I mean, there's no, nothing clear, there's nothing tangible for me that I could see on his platform. Absolutely nothing. When I do hear sound bites on the television about him, he's just parroting what Wynne has already said. And in a general uh, blanket sort of uh, phrase, um, there's nothing specific. So I don't even think he has a plan. I mean, with the Brown thing and with, you know, with the Elliot finally, you know, congratulating him, he's coming in with a lot of baggage. And what about Andrea Horvath? What are your thoughts on her? Uh, she's a non-sequitur. <laughs> I mean, she's nowhere. I mean, I don't know her personally. I'm not NDP uh, supporter. I hear nothing about her at all. Well, and trust me, as, as, a, as a news reporter, news anchor, uh, as soon as she speaks about something, we're taking the audio and we're writing a story and we're putting it in the news. So we're certainly not avoiding uh, having anything to do with Andrea oh, no, no. Horvath. I think you guys do a wonderful job. I mean, Zoomer's always there, usually even before. Oh, sorry, I lost you there. Uh, Lauren, just do you have a last uh, thought before we let you go? Yeah, you know what? This is going to be an up-and-down type of election. Um, you know, there's going to be just lots of thrills and spills, a really exciting election. And we really don't know now how it's going to end up. All right. Thank you for spending the extra few minutes with us, Lauren. We uh, enjoyed our conversation with you. Thank you. This is Zoomer Radio's Fight Back, Jane for Libby and... How did you enjoy the first weekend of the Toronto Blue Jays? They came from behind to split the series with the New York Yankees. We talk about the Blue Jays next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.